Welcome back to Level Set Podcast. You have myself, Tope Ajala. And me, Greer Ngonga. On today's episode, we're talking all things micro breaks, how we met, and just synergies and women taking risk in their life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tope and I met like in late 2019, um, I was actually going to an event in Beverly Hills that a, a social media startup was holding, just talking about um, the emergence of new social media platforms and directions that the industry was going in. And she and I met um, through a mutual acquaintance, uh, Olamide, who's also the CEO of a really, really cool startup called Topicals. Um, you should check them out if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, we just hit it off and I don't know, maybe like a week later we met up for a drink at a little like local spot and she was on her way to LAX, but we decided then and there we wanted to find a way to work with each other. Um, whether that was me doing like my startup investing thing or her working with a bunch of different entrepreneurs that do a bunch of different things or eventually wanting to become an entrepreneur in like the tech space herself. And we stayed in contact and I'll let you keep going and telling our story. Exactly. And I think, um, everything seems, it feels like we've known each other for like 10 years. I think that's also something that women are often afraid of. Um, especially as you're starting off, trying to navigate spaces and LA is a difficult space to navigate let's be honest everyone has this assumption that LA is fake it's pretentious and in our first interaction we we kind of realized that we worked um in a way it didn't feel inauthentic it didn't feel forced and I know it has the perception of being fake it has the perception of being cold and it's very difficult for most people to navigate through the spaces of LA. I'm kind of in alignment to an extent because I think all relationships should be transactional. They should be beneficial to an extent, whether it's emotional comfort, whether it's financial, whether it's just someone who understands you. In our in our case, I think when we met at this event um, that Alameda, I think, invited both of us to, it was the most natural meeting I think we'd both had, considering our positions in um, the world of tech, ed- entertainment and advertising. We are always cautious of our environments and the people we interact with because we think it's transactional. But we didn't. We kind of kicked it off from the jump. And I think we had like a minute conversation and we said, hey, again, due to the nature of just busy women, you probably running back home, picking up your son. I, I don't know. Um, and I and I think I was just exhausted. I'd just come off a plane that day. So I had a mini suitcase with me. And I said, hey, look, I'm on and off. I don't live in LA yet, but I am here frequently. Let's find some time to catch up. I think, I think we can make something great happen. And yeah, I think a week later, I, I was in LA for a whole week. And a week later we went out for drinks again just before i boarded a flight i think most of our stories are going to include me flying somewhere or you flying somewhere and we sat at the bar we sat i said hey what's a good bar to connect and talk and just have something pretty neutral and you you gave me a whole history of that bar of how it's your favorite bar and how it's somewhere you've been going as a native los angelino (laughs) yes like i also like you just mentioned um 
you know, I guess the stigmas that surrounds LA relationships. And that's something like I'm super aware and, co- and cognizant of. Um, and so like as a native, it was really important for me to like set the record straight in terms of what people from LA are like. Um, I think we're very collaborative in nature, you know, sometimes yes, a bit um, standoffish when it comes to outsiders. But I think I've seen so many people come from somewhere else and make it in LA and make their dreams come true that I know it's time for people that are from here to also like take part in that experience. And so I always want to be a welcoming like guide to people in this city um, when they come here. Um, and, you know, I try to help people like build the communities that they are going to be a part of for you know, years, decades, hopefully. Um, why was um Why was that bar so important to you? Because it what it it was important to you uh, at the time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you gave me a history lesson. Yeah, no, I, it's just a local spot. I think it probably opened when I was in high school. Um, and I I don't know that I had ever like eaten there then, but it it's local. It's like a of a certain like quality level, which I particularly really enjoy as a tasteful young woman um and so yeah i just wanted to make sure like a we can meet somewhere where we can actually like sit down and talk and like you're gonna have a good experience and i can say like that's me by and large like i i want to make sure that people are having a good time around me i want to make sure that people are learning when they're around me as well Um, i'm a perpetual learner um so i think we just really matched in that way um both being open and receptive to new things, new people, new ideas. I think that's important. I think it's, you mentioned something that I don't think people understand is super needed right now. And just in life and in business is being open. You really need to be super open to the uncomfortable. I think that's one of the things as you know, I've lived in so many different countries. I I don't know what comfort is yet at this phase in life. So meeting up with people after a week or after a 10 minute conversation is almost normal. Is it safe? (laughs) You have to be the judge of, you you kind of have to judge each scenario, but it's something that you need to do within business. You have to follow your guts. You have to follow your instinct. And I think that was the beginning of something beautiful. And we said, you know, I'm going to move to LA. There's, I have a bunch of plans. I have clients out in LA, but I want to do something for myself. And I think you wanted to do something for yourself as well. Greer. And that was, I think that at that moment it clicked. Yeah. I had been surrounded obviously by some really, really impressive entrepreneurs in my day job. Um, you know, also like some really, really cool black women and just people of all like stripes, right. At the company that I work for backstage capital, we invest in early stage entrepreneurs who are from diverse backgrounds. And so, um, I don't think that you can work in an environment like that and not also have like a little not also be bit by the entrepreneurial bug. Um, and I felt like a podcast was a good way for me to segue into entrepreneurship um, versus running like a full blown startup and, you know, um, trying to like hire folks and stuff like that. But um, opera- operationally, like this is, this takes a lot. It's, it's not, you know, an easy thing. Um, and so I thought this was like a great way for me to ease in into the the you know we own this this is our baby um but yeah this was like a great way for me to ease in collaborating with someone and also um just 
being on an entrepreneurial journey where we are going to have to make you know some decisions eventually but and we've made some already frankly um one of the things i i found super interesting was when we spoke that first time at the at the bar it had less to do with what we wanted from each other and we actually just had a conversation about what we wanted for ourselves and that's when we started realizing alignment I remember you asking me, um, what's your future goals? What would you like to do in X, Y, Z amount of years? And I said, hey, I already angel invest. I want to be a full angel investor and I don't understand what that entails. And I, you know, over time, I would love to understand and learn a little bit more from you. Not that you're an angel investor, but you work within the space. You partner with, you know, really great angel investors as well. And I then heard your visions and your goals and, you know, you told me about how you wanted to do a master's and how you wanted to do further education. But on top of that, you still had the entrepreneurial spirit and drive. And that for me was a moment when I realized women are still doing what women do best, which is juggling multiple competing priorities. But I felt you understood that it wasn't about what we could get from each other. And again, I say, you know, I preface that by saying, be authentic in every conversation you have be honest and transparent the woman you're talking to is probably going through a similar journey and it might look different from the journey that you are used to um in that moment we had two very different journeys because i I, like I, i say to people when you come across me in seminars that i host never ask someone about what they do i think it's an irrelevant conversation to start off with because a lot of people are doing things to get by find out what they're passionate about and find out where they are trying to go. And in that moment, I found out what you were passionate about. I found, you know, you found out what I really wanted to do. So we always would align on our future state. And then in return, our immediate state came about, which was this podcast. Right. Because I don't think we'd ever discussed the podcast on no, the first not interaction. In, no, we did not. And not maybe even till maybe the fourth <laughs> interaction. Honestly, we were just talking about... Um, I'm sure we were talking about our day jobs, A, um, and, you know, whatever challenges we were facing at the time. Um, Obviously, I know you have, like, a really stressful career. Um, And, again, we were just having those conversations about what do I do when I'm confronted with this situation and reflecting and going, like, okay, I've had this conversation about maybe not this specific thing so many times, but something similar like so, so, so many times with so many different black women that I know that what if we created like, you know, more of a, obviously like a centralized platform to really discuss these issues and how they specifically affect black women. And we kicked around that for a couple of months, um, honestly. Um, Why? Why do you think we played around with it for a few months? Um, I just think... A, we know, like, there's, I already listened to, like, a ton of podcasts, so I think the market is crowded, but, but then I started, like, really researching, right? Like, who is talking to Black women specifically? We have a lot of podcasts that do, like, the girl boss, um, you know, trope, um, but, you know, you and I both know that being a Black woman, and sometimes the only Black woman in a room, like, those devices and um methods don't work for us right um if i'm not being viewed in the same way that a girl boss is being viewed like that's a moot point you know um and so 
yeah, we just knew our experiences were unique, but we also knew that there are plenty of women like us who, A, listen to podcasts. Um, we knew that it was like an effective medium for sharing, um, you know, business and career goals and growth. Um, and I think we were just like, you know, just trying to find our voice, trying to find our lane within the space. That's so important. You mentioned finding our voice. And I'm sure over the next few episodes, you'll hear us talking about how to find your inner voice with a few experts on the show. But I, I, I think podcast and having, you know, someone who understands that for most of our careers, our voice is probably silenced. And the only time we get to have a voice is when we kind of break through rooms and speak up. And that shouldn't be the case. So this podcast effectively is giving, you know, women, black women and whoever we decide to speak to over time, that voice that I think has been taken away from us for so long. And we understand the power of the black woman unapologetically. And you know, we do it in our, in, our, in our spheres of work. I do it in my day job where I encourage and champion black women unapologetically, consistently fighting. And I think, you know, you do it in the same way as you try and find who to invest in and who the business should invest in and so on. But I think I'm excited to just hear us speak for whether it's the first time or the fifth time or whether it's the hundredth time. I think hearing us from us is very different to hearing others tell our story and hearing others tell our journey. And um, that leads me on to something <laughs> that leads me on to something that we don't talk about often, which is taking breaks in between. And you, you said that it took us three or four months to get to a point where we could even discuss a podcast. Yeah, no, I mean, COVID hit and Obviously, people are just worried about like their job security, right? You see tons of people are on an unemployment and you're worrying like, am I next? You know, um, things are really, really volatile. And so once we both kind of got a grip on our work situations, we decided like, ah, I really just need some time away from like all the madness. Like, yeah, we've been sitting at, in our homes for months at that point, I think you had been in like, you know, two or three different places, but still like at home for the most part. Um, and we wanted to get away. So we were looking at Jamaica originally, and then it just got to be a little bit too complicated leaving from Los Angeles. So we went for like, not the next best thing, but uh, pretty close in my personal opinion. And we went to Cabo. And in Cabo, like, obviously this is our first time traveling together. And I've got to say, look, it went swimmingly because I'm also a person that's like, I, I go with groups and I go with people, but I also very, very much so like to go alone. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, I think I was um, deservedly skeptical um, because you just don't know. But like, I would do it again a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, and we really just had an opportunity to unplug kind of, um, chart out our course and how we wanted to tackle the podcast. Um, and even now that was back in August, I think, um, early August. And so we ordered our equipment and really, um, started putting together a list of topics that we wanted to talk to different women about, um, you know, doing our research and, um, even, you know, in the midst of, let's say, you know, the eight weeks that it's been since we went to Cabo or something like that, I have just had so many instances where 
I've just received confirmation that a podcast like this needs to exist. Um, if you're talking about, you know, on the heels of like this social justice movement that we're our current our country and honestly all over the world now that we're going through, um, we know that Black women get left out of those conversations way too many times. Um, we've also seen the push for you know, equitable and diverse spaces. But again, I feel like black women are getting the short end of those conversations. And I can pretty confidently say that if you add a black woman to your mix, like in life, it it's only a positive, like the benefit is positive, period, um, in some way, shape or form. And so um, we want to make sure we're going about that intentionally. Um, but we know that we have something to offer and that we're going to help, you know, people that look like us and others. So keep your eyes on this feed. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we just want you to allow us to be as vulnerable as possible over the next few weeks and months and years as we build this community. We're going to be as transparent as possible. We're going to be as vulnerable as possible. But more than anything else, we're going to level set. Thank you and stay tuned. Thanks.